Amanda Dabe. I'm podcasting from the home of the College World Series in Warren Buffett, Omaha, Nebraska. This is a pediatrician and training podcast. It is a resource for medical students and residents, and I'm your host. This podcast will cover high-yield topics, as well as interviews with pediatricians and pediatric subspecialists. I'm a first-year pediatrics resident at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha. I went to Tulane University in New Orleans for my undergraduate degree, and I received my medical degree from Creighton University School of Medicine. I just wanted to put up a brief disclaimer on these podcasts. So this, the information presented in this, blog, in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be construed as medical advice. This is general information and is not patient-specific. This information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or current. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm using this as an educational tool for myself and for you guys, and I'll be presenting topics after I research them and kind of discussing them from there. Okay, let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about ALTIs, apparent life-threatening events. So let's get started with the case. You're, you get called to the emergency department to evaluate a two-month-old baby who parents say was sleeping and then woke up, coughed, and then went blue. Uh, so what do you do? Apparent life-threatening event is characterized by some combination of either apnea, color change, a change in muscle tone, choking, gagging. It's kind of a constellation of symptoms. The median age of all the events is between seven and eight weeks of age. Male predominance is found in this, and more guys have it than girls. Uh, less than 50% of these cases are unexplained and are considered idiopathic. Some risk factors. So when you're getting your history, you're going to ask about premature birth as 33% of patients who have an ALTI were preemies. You can ask if they have aspiration with feeds, a history of anemia, hypoglycemia, cardiac arrhythmias, post-hemorrhagic hydrocephalus, RSV, sepsis, pertussis, GERD, and seizures. Another th- good thing to ask about in history is about secondhand smoke exposure or if they've been recently under general anesthesia. The way I like to ask this question is, um, do you or anyone in your house smoke? inside or outside the house. Uh, Some parents will tell you, well, I smoke outside and I wash my hands before I come back in, but that is still passive smoke exposure for baby. When getting a history for a kiddo who's in the emergency department or admitted to the floor with an apparent life-threatening event, you want a described history and a description of the event at the time of the apparent life-threatening event or ALTI. So, because most kids will look good in the evaluation. When you see them in the emergency department, they'll just look like a normal baby. Uh, If a reliable observer says an event happened, you're going to hospitalize to see if you can find a cause. You also want to try and get a good perinatal history, figure out if they're full-term or preemie. If if their mom had any pregnancy or perinatal complications, including, uh, you know, preeclampsia or chorioamnionitis. You also want to ask if the kid's ever been hospitalized before, if the baby's on medications, or if they've ever been evaluated and treated for an ALTI. You can also ask about feeding habits. So is the baby breast or bottle fed? Uh, how much do they usually take and how frequently? And what time was their last feed? Another thing is take a good history of their sleep location, attire, and position when placed down for sleep and when they were found. So uh, we always talk about back to sleep in pediatrics, but you'll find that some kids, they just don't end up on their back when they're sleeping. You want to make sure that the crib is just, just for sleeping. There's no toys or blankets are in there. Um, and then... What clothing does a kid wear when they sleep? What temperature is their room? And do they use pacifiers? With respect to the events preceding the ALTI, you're going to ask if the kid has been recently sick or had a fever, if the kid's on medication, are they up to date on their immunizations, if they've had a change in routine. Pay attention to all these details because a lot of the time, the history will give you better understanding of what the ALTI was. 
Now, when you do a physical exam, you want to look at the baby's neurologic status as well as their respiratory and cardiac function. Those are big three. You always want to do a good head-to-toe exam on babies, um, especially because you know you want to look for bruising, bleeding, or petechiae, which could be an indication of non-accidental trauma. You want to look and see if they have any murmurs, so take a good cardiac history and then do a good cardiac exam and whether or not the kid is behaving as a normal baby their age would. Some things to include on your differential for an, an alti is does the baby have GERD? Were they eating and then you know kind of coughed secondary to GERD? Do they have seizures that are new onset? Do they have a lower respiratory infection including pertussis or RSV? Do they have an arrhythmia that can, pre- that can precipitate a alti? Um, do they have an inborn error of metabolism? or another infectious cause that can cause an ALTI. So those are good things to ask about the perinatal history, like did they pass their newborn screen? Just remember each state has a different newborn screen that's slightly different. Um, Ask about if they have ever had a sibling who experienced an ALTI before, they have had a sibling that passed away from SIDS, or if there was sudden um, unexpected postnatal collapse. So big things to consider on your differential, GERD, seizures, respiratory infections, endocrine inborn errors, metabolism, or like a urinary tract infection. In uh, workup of these kids, most of the studies are low. If you have some things that you want to work up, if you think they're anemic or something like that, if there's an electro abnormality, or you think that's an infectious cause, you can consider doing a BMP, CBC, blood cultures, urine cultures, ammonia levels, um, an evaluation of non-accidental trauma, or if you think that the kid has uh, a respiratory component, you can consider doing a chest x-ray, skeletal survey, if you think there's a cardiac component, you can get, consider getting an EKG. And most times when these kids are admitted, they'll be admitted with continuous CR monitoring with pulse, pulse ox. Now, in management, uh, if you're going to hospitalize one of these kids as an LT, you're going to do monitoring with continuous CR monitoring as well as education and guidance for parents. If, this, if the kid had a significant episode per parents or based off of the conversation, the baby needed intense stimulation such as CPR, if they have a history of being premature, if they're less than two months old, if they have a family history of SIDS, if you suspect child abuse, or they've had multiple alties, those are reasons to admit. And then if you suspect cardiac dysrhythmia, seizure disorder, or hypoxemia, or vascular ring, those are also reasons to admit and then refer to a subspecialty service. Okay, so let's recap. Alties are apparent life-threatening events. The median age of an alti is between seven to eight weeks. Males have a predominance in this. In most of these cases, about 50% are unexplained or idiopathic. Some big risk factors are secondhand smoke exposure, preemies, kids with GERD, kids with seizures. Most will look good in the emergency department, although they look good on the floor, but a lot of the times this is really scary for parents and you want to make sure that you know we're ruling out anything that be, could be causing these ALTI events or could be a reason that they're having these events like seizures or cardiac arrhythmia. You want to take a really good history with these kids, so you want to make sure that you get a good understanding of what the event was, were they sick before, do they have any family history of SIDS, and then also take a good physical exam, look at you know their neurostatus, their respiratory status, are they tachypnic, do they have an arrhythmia or a new murmur, and then look for bruising, bruising, bleeding, and petechiae because those are all kind of indications of non-accidental trauma. Remember that a seven-week-old or eight-week-old male is not really cruising anywhere, they're not doing anything. They're mostly just being a baby at this point. Most evaluations in labs for workup of ALTI are low yield, but you can consider performing like CBC, BMP, culture, chest x-ray. And then you want to hospitalize or admit to the floor 
If this episode was significant, they required intense stimulation, such as respiratory support or CPR, and if you suspect that there is something going on. Okay, so this has been a discussion of ALTI. This is a pediatrician in training. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for podcast materials, please feel free to email at amandameraldave at gmail.com. Thank you.